scary Halloween Eve. Uh, of course, Halloween means All Hallows Eve. And so this is the Eve of All Hallows Eve. Today, because the world is just scary enough all on its own right now, um, we had a, a pogrom essentially happen in Russia. So for those of us who are descended from people who fled the pogroms of Russia, it's looking pretty scary. It's looking pretty scary. So instead of talking about those things at length, as I normally might do, and because I don't, have a uh, a guest today. This is going to be a mostly music show. Now, a lot of these songs, they aren't necessarily political in nature, and they aren't necessarily from people who were politically active. It's just, we're just having a fun day. That first song we heard, Spooky, is one of my favorites from Atlanta Rhythm Section. This song, there's been a number of versions. The original was Dusty Springfield. Now, there is something political I can add about Dusty Springfield, and that is that she... um, refused to def- perform at segregated venues in South Africa during apartheid and was therefore barred from performing there at all. The, the Now the next song, and this is something that I, I found, there are so many different versions and so many of them are so amazing that uh, it it was hard for me to come to a decision on which version I was going to pick. The song is Ghost Riders in the Sky. Now, those of you my age remember, this is pretty wonderful. Uh, You know, if if you're in Amazon Music or Google or whatever, whatever your music provider is, the first set will come up as uh, Johnny Cash. Johnny Cash, but there were many, many great versions of this. Uh, One of my favorites was in the Blues Brothers 2000 movie. One of the things that they did was... Uh, they did this song to a stadium, and there was some animated stuff going on with it. But it was it was fun. There is a live version you can find that is the Highwaymen, which was a country supergroup of Johnny Cash, Willie Nelson, Chris Christopherson, and Waylon Jennings. And of those, I believe that Willie Nelson is the only surviving member. I don't know. I have to check into Chris Christopherson. I'm not sure. He may still be alive. But uh, 
that's another fun one. The one I'm going to play for you today, and the reason that I chose it is because of the instrumental background. The guitar work in this version is just phenomenal. So here is The Outlaws with Ghost Riders in the Sky.
that was the Outlaws with Ghost Riders, and I hope you hear now why that was my choice. The musicians, the the artistry of the musicians in that particular version, to me, was something you needed to hear. It, It really is great. And when it comes to Halloween songs, that's, you know, at the top of my list. The first one I played for you, Spooky, well... That one's just, I'm sorry, it's been in my head for the last two weeks. I couldn't stop singing it. So, here we are. This next song, again, there were so many versions of this song recorded. Uh, Every imaginable genre and, and different styles and things different artists, everything from Nina Simone, who, of course, you know, keeping with the premise of this show, Nina Simone was an activist for civil rights, well-known. We've talked about Nina Simone on the show before. That's one of the original versions recorded. But then there's... The uh, Broadway musical Hocus Pocus, there's that version. There's the version from the movie Hocus Pocus. There, oh, just uh, Annie Lennox has a version of this song that's really fantastic. and And I struggled over which one, but then I heard this one version that is from The Social Dilemma. It's Brandy Carlisle. And Renee uh, Elise Goldsberry. Now, you may know Renee Elise Goldsberry from her role in Hamilton. She was one of the leads in the Broadway musical Hamilton. She also, if you're an old soap opera watcher like me, had a starring role in the TV show One Life to Live. She was a regular member of that cast. But this version of I Put on a Spell on You is definitely mine and a little bit more in keeping with the whole idea behind this show. So here is Brandy Carlisle and Renee Goldsberry with I Put a Spell on You. Put me down I put a 
Goldsberry with I Put a Spell on You from The Social Dilemma. I That is now my favorite version of this song. And I have to tell you, I listened to a bunch of versions last night trying to pick which one to play today. Uh, there are no bad versions. Much like Ghost Riders, there are no bad versions of this song. They're all amazing. That one now... My absolute favorite. I'd never heard that before. Really cool version. This next song, the artist is known to you, my listeners, because I frequently play her. Uh, Because she did have a big part in the civil rights uh, movement, and uh, she got fired from her job for it. (laughs) Playing Catwoman. This is Eartha Kitt's song. Now, what I usually play is I Want to Be Evil, which I love, absolutely love, and we might get to that later in the show, but first, we have Eartha Kitt with I'd Rather Be Burned as a Witch. They say that I'm a witch. And that I weave a spell (laughs) Well, I use my eyes to invite you My lips to delight you And all the charms of the feminine wires To excite you They say that I'm a witch And that I weave a spell Well, I'll be a son of a And a wonder Well, let me tell you, brother I'd rather be burned as a witch My songs to entice you with verses of ice you And all of my bags of tricks to shoes and rice you They say that I'm a witch and that I weave a spell Well, I'll be a son of a and a wonder Well, let me tell you, brother, I'd rather be burned as a witch Than never be burned at all If you wanna 
would be your pal Who would never look at another Who'd be good and true and take care of you Sorry, you want another Use my charms to undo you My arms to undo you And all of the hicks of the weaker sex to voodoo you Yes, you say that I'm a witch And that I weave a spell Well, I'll be your son of a Turtle dove who will bring you life's little joys Who is sweet and shy with a gentle eye I'll take the men not the boys Use my eyes to invite you My lips to delight you And you never can tell when I use my teeth to bite you They say that I'm a witch That I weave a spell But I'll be your son of a And a wonder Well, let me tell you, brother I'd rather be burned as a witch Than never be burned That was Eartha Kitt with I'd Rather Be Burned as a Witch. Welcome to Political Musings. If you're just joining me now today, we're just having a little fun listening to some really cool Halloween-themed music. Maybe some versions of songs you've not heard before. Maybe some songs you've not necessarily associated with Halloween before. Uh, And then some of the old standbys, too. But... So far, we had Atlanta Rhythms Faction with Spooky, and then we had The Outlaws with Ghost Riders in the Sky, Brandy Carlisle and Elise, uh, Renee Elise Goldsberry gave us I Put a Spell on You, and then we just heard Arthur Kitt with I'd Rather Be Burned as a Witch. Now, this next song is from, it was a free CD given, oh, I don't know, 10, 15 years ago at a um, South by Southwest event put on by Pantene that was a pro-choice effort and on all of these songs that were on this particular CD that they gave away free um, they were all relating to women's rights, and uh, this version of this song, Haunted, is one you might not have heard before, but the band is called Poe, P-O-E, and the song is called Haunted.
Haunted by Van Poe from the CD that I got free many years ago at the South by Southwest Conference. Uh, it, big music and media festival down in Austin. This particular CD was made up of a fundraising effort on behalf of reproductive rights and so uh, I am happy to put this band Poe forward and give you a new Halloween tune to think about. It's called Haunted. Maybe you hadn't heard that before. Now this next song you've heard a number of times. Sometimes I use a little piece of it for the show but it's one of those ones everybody plays at Halloween but it's one of my favorites, and I just love Warren Zevon. I love Warren Zevon. So here, without further ado, is Warren Zevon with Werewolves of London. Through the streets of Soho in the rain He was looking for the place called Lee Ho Fuchs Gonna get a big dish of beef chow mein Kitchen door. You better not let him in. Little old lady got mutilated late last night. Werewolves of London again. 
and a gent who ran amok in Kent. Lately he's been overheard in Mayfair. You better stay away from him. You'll rip your lungs out, Jim. I'd like to meet his tailor. With the queen doing the werewolves of London. I saw Lon Chaney Jr. walking with the queen doing the werewolves of London. I saw a werewolf drinking a pina colada at Trader Vic's. His hair was perfect. London. I apologize if I pronounce that incorrectly. It's just a it's a great song and I love it. I, I can't let Halloween go by without playing it just cause. Next up as I mentioned earlier, Dusty Springfield she did the the first recording of Spooky, the song we heard at the top of the hour from Atlanta Rhythm Section. Another one of those songs that's gotten a number of good versions recorded of it. This song she recorded is called Haunted. Here is Dusty Springfield from the A Brand New Me album, Haunted. I can't eat right, I can't sleep night Oh honey, look what you've done to me Life is nowhere and it's nowhere Cause you got me by the memory Oh now I'm feeling near me and see your face In my dreams every all I do Ooh 
There, technical problems. That was Dusty Springfield with Haunted. This is another fun one. I I'd never heard that before, and uh, I, I think it's pretty cool. Dusty Springfield, good on her. Wouldn't perform for segregated spaces. Got kicked out of South Africa for it. But really, really good music. Check her out. Next up, this one I've played on the show before. Uh, Nora Jones, I have found that just about any topic, there's a great Nora Jones song to go with it. Uh, This is no exception. She talks about Halloween being scary, but then Halloween always comes right before our general election and uh, I I think this one you will get it it was about one of the scariest things the election of uh, sorry what the election thought I had that off. Sorry about that. About the the scariest thing in the world, the election of Donald Trump. And uh, as y'all know, I'm a proud participant in a Toastmasters group that talks about politics, progressive politics. And I'm doing a speech tonight on the scariest possible thing, the election of... Donald Trump and why that's scary. So here is Nora Jones with My Dear Country. Twas Halloween and the ghosts were out and they Oh 
with my dear country you've been listening to political musings as i remind you every week get registered get informed get politically active if you don't have anything nice to say come sit next to me and most of all go vote now to finish out our show one of my favorite songs of all time here is stevie wonder with superstition
What's the deal, everybody? It's the Triple O Double E Prospect Smooth himself. Your boy Wes, aka Rack. And you know it's the one and only Mr. Hollywood Juice. And we're the host of the new show, Pro Talk with Prospect USA. And we'll be coming to you live every Monday at 4 p.m. at Fishbowl Studios, located in Bedford, Texas. And you can join us every week to talk about topics like sports, media, and even different ways how to get your money. Now you know you need that bag. So be sure to log in every Monday at 4 p.m. to vibe out with the prospects and have a little pro talk. Podcasters, the name of the game is to get more visibility for your podcast so you can gain more credibility with your audience, thus more profitability. If you're ready to start syndicating your podcast and massively grow your audience and influence, then contact Fishbowl Radio Network today at 817-633-4880. Fishbowl Radio Network is one of the largest streaming platforms in the world. And now your podcast can be heard all over the world by the listening audience that Fishbowl Radio Network Network has amassed over the last 11 years. With over 6 million impressions a month and growing, this is a platform that all podcasters should be on to create greater visibility for their podcast. Jump in today and be a part of the Fishbowl family, streaming great live internet radio shows and podcasts 24-7-817-633-4880. Jump in. Hi, this is Diane Marion Eunice, and I am a licensed marriage and family therapist. For the past nine years, I have worked with over 300 couples in the areas of sexual health, communication, and conflict resolution. If you are interested in rebuilding connection and intimacy with your partner, please contact me today. I can be reached at 682-201-8175, or you can email me at diane at letstalkrelationships.org, or visit my website at www.letstalkrelationships.org And remember, you can't heal if you refuse to deal. When is the best time to talk to your family about staying in touch during a disaster? When floodwaters reach your door? When wildfires are engulfing the edge of your neighborhood? Or an earthquake is destroying buildings? Or is the best time perhaps today? During a disaster, you may not be able to stay in touch with your family or friends as easily as you think. Go to ready.gov communicate and make your emergency plan today. Don't wait. Communicate. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. If I alarmed you, I don't mean to bother you. I just wanna yeah. get you to pause and slow your walk. So maybe we can talk and I can try to charm you. I'm just trying to find out who you are. I don't mean to come off like a telemarketer. No. I ain't no hood, no crook, no robber. I just want to part of your heart. I can borrow yeah. sometimes. Oh. And maybe I can call you up Sometimes And maybe I can take you out Sometimes yeah. So let's exchange digits and later arrange digits Either your face or mine Yeah, this a different type of commitment Yeah, I'm talking about a true friendship Yeah, someone I can depend on and be down No matter what, let me know if you're with it Cause girl,
Disrespectful on my convo is a little bit too sexual But damn it's incredible, be more flexible Cause the context of this text is special But wait, let me explain it A buddy is an equal beneficial arrangement A buddy is a buddy that don't be complaining with Here's a hub buddy, ain't the buddy that came with sometimes And maybe I can call you up And maybe I can take you out so let's exchange digits and later arrange digits Either your place or mine, yeah It's a different type of commitment I'm talking about a true friendship yeah. Someone I can depend on if you're down no matter what Let me know if you're with it Cause girl, it'll be fly If you were my Of a real buddy is that one, yeah. Oh, through the city with me. Together, there's no limit to what we can do. And once we in it, girl, it's all about So, baby, what you say? is Esther Davis, and uh, we're constantly talking, what, and I know, you probably want to know what we're talking about. Have this hot, hot topic today that we're going to add more to the, of this information about breast cancer today that some of you might know and some of you may not know. But this is Joe Kirkbridge. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm awesome. I, th- I want you to know how much I enjoyed meeting you. Now, where did we meet? We were at a festival someplace. We were at a walk. And, That's what it was. And yeah. um, I didn't think I could make 5Ks, but I did it. <laughs> you did 5K? Uh-huh. Ooh. I kept telling everybody it was 3.1 uh, miles because it sounded like less. Yeah. But then when I made the 5K, I was like, 5K! My whole group did. My whole group that I belonged to. We all made it. So, How many was in your group? There were, I want to say, eight or nine. Eight but and there nine. Was, there was lots and lots of women there, all from different groups. and All breast cancer survivors. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is Esther Davis with Joe. Joe and I met, and we started talking. We were in line for barbecue. Did we ever get in a barbecue? Or we were absolutely, what, uh, yes. We, did, we just, did? It just take, took a long time. I did. I don't know. <laughs> I can't remember the barbecue. I was trying to write down how we met and what happened. But breast cancer, Joe has breast cancer. Had. Had. That's important. But then what she started doing in this line at the festival was educating the people in the line on the other cancers that are just as important, Mm -hmm. need as more attention. And then you came up with the Survivals Survivors. on Purpose Incorporated. Mm Mm-hmm. And now explain that to me. How does that name start? Survivors on purpose. Because we're, we, we have a purpose to survive and educate people. Mm. And this mm-hmm. is a group that I joined. I did not start it, but I joined um, after I found out, well, the uh, Baylor Hospital close to me has a, one, a meeting one time a month for mm-hmm. all breast cancer 
people, survivors going through it, whatever it is, and we do different talk about different things. Sometimes we do line dancing. Sometimes we do, you know, flower. But then other times we're having very serious discussions. But we're there to be for each other. And one of the ladies that started that is who started Survivors on Purpose. And so she asked me if I would be interested in joining. And at that time, it was triple negative, people with triple negative. Triple negative. That's mm-hmm. what just intrigued me so much. And I went back and looked it up, and then I called you. Mm-hmm. I said, Joe, you got to come on my show. Mm-hmm. What is triple negative, Joe? It means it's negative for the other three main types of cancers that we so normally that other, think this of. This is what we want to zero in on, the other cancers that we breast don't. Cancers. Breast cancers. That we know about. The It's... You know, we know about estrogen-driven, and then there's right. one with a bunch of letters to it, and there's several different types of cancer, almost breast wow. cancer, but mostly geared around like an estrogen or mix or hormones and stuff. Hormones, right. And triple negative does not have, that means it's negative for all of that. And so it, they recently, just in the last few years, have been learning more about it. It's been on TV even more uh, because mm-hmm. they didn't know very much about it. We're talking about breast cancer, and I have a breast cancer survivor. This is Joe Kirkbridge. And you can actually, do you have an email address, a card? Because you can I go can. online and start looking up the things that she's talking about. Because I had no idea it was three different types of breast cancer. Mm-hmm. I have a page that whenever I found out I had breast cancer, uh, there again, I needed to be proactive. Mm-hmm. And so I immediately started on Facebook a page called Joe's Challenge. And anybody can go on there and look look at it. I have I have um, documented from the very first time when I went to the doctors, and all the way through, from the different things that I went through to um, well, just everything. Uh, the people that have helped me, because most of the time when people get breast cancer, they go, "Oh, you have to go through chemo, or you have to go through this or mm-hmm. that. Oh, exactly. you're getting a mastectomy, or you're getting a lumpectomy, whatever it is," and then it's over with. You know, everybody thinks it's over with, Mm -hmm. but it's Mm -hmm. so not over with. You have chemo brain for, you know, years after. Chemo brain. Meaning that you get things mixed up and you say things wrong. Your memory is floating around. Yes, and so if I say something twice, you'll know that's just. You've never said anything twice, Joe. (laughs) We've only started. (laughs) (laughs) Joe has this attitude about uh, her health because she'll talk to anybody. Oh, yes. And then they'll ask you, uh, and then you start with your outlook, your, your information about breast cancer. Yes. But you mentioned something a little earlier. Your grandmother, you my, knew something, you knew you were going to have cancer? Or you no, knew? Okay. no, because um, my father's mother, which okay. we always thought everything came from your mother's side, but my father's mother died in 1947 okay. at the age of 44 of Ooh. breast cancer. Okay. Back then, they didn't know what kind. They, everything was estrogen. They didn't know anything. And I don't even know if she got treatments. I've been trying to find that out. She was in Ponca City, Oklahoma. And so my whole life, my dad encouraged, because he was only like 12 when this happened, so he watched his mother die. Mm-hmm. And he has encouraged my sisters and I to always get mammograms. So as soon as they allowed us, which was like 40, 45, I think, yeah, yeah. I started getting mammograms. Is that mammograms. too late to get a mammogram, in your opinion, right now? I think if you have it in your family, you should start okay. getting it okay. as soon as possible. As soon as possible. As soon as you start your menstrual cycle. Or yes. As soon as, yes. Okay. Or at Puberty. least learn how to do self-exam. Okay. Self-exam is so important because that's actually how I found mine this time. I had to skip my appointment from my mammogram 
and my husband because my husband was sick and then I was getting ready to go to the doctor so I was doing my exam the Friday before just a regular doctor's appointment and I did the whole raise your arms up feel around da 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 and when I felt this it was under my arm not in my breast and I had dense breasts which meant they're heavy and sometimes you don't feel that okay. the lumps okay. in there but this was on the side it was ripply 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 meaning if you look at the different examples of breast cancer they depending on the size but they're like they're more rubber. bumpy okay they're like bumpy, bumpy okay. like bumpy okay. Okay. okay um i had had one on that side years prior and it was it was in the center of my breast and it was smooth i mean i had them take it out because i was afraid i'd feel it every day and mm -hmm. it was smooth and it was negative this one did not feel that way and it was ripply and i knew when i felt it this was something i needed to check out do you think women really take do the self exams, or they should do the self exams? They should. Or do you think they are? Um, I don't know. I ask a lot, and I work in a salon and talk a lot. And we have done a breast cancer awareness for the last twenty years because we had clients that had breast cancer, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. so we started doing little pink rib, pink hair, and um, whatever <laughs> for a five dollar donation, and we donated it to. Baylor or to Parkland or to um, just whatever, whoever, whatever mm -hmm, group mm -hmm. was working with breast cancer. And um, I found a lot of people had never even had a mammogram. I found that also. I, I did see the Hill College. They have a wagon, mm -hmm. one of those mobile things. I had one through Parkland because I had no insurance. I'm a hairdresser. Mm -hmm, and I, mm -hmm. I, when mm -hmm. I didn't have insurance, that's where I went. And um, even this time, um, that was when it was covid the year of COVID, and I was oh, yeah. off, they closed us down, and I was off work, plus nobody was coming in, and so mm -hmm. I had canceled my insurance with, with intentions of getting it back, but this was October when I found this, and when I went to this, this regular appointment, she said, mm -hmm. you need to go get a mammogram right away, and she sent me to Methodist, which they, wow. they took care of it, and they gave me um, a, a free mammogram, but they, I knew then they were going to do... Um, um, where they stick it in there and pull it out. Um, yeah, a biopsy. 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 That's biopsy. The word. Yeah. And um, and it. The woman told me I would hear back that day. Okay. That was on a Monday. I didn't hear back till Thursday. So I figured by Thursday, this is probably going to be. And they called me at work. And I didn't get hysterical. I didn't cry because somehow okay. I knew. At sixty three. I'm 66 now, at 63, that this was going to be my challenge. And I could either take it positive or I could cry a lot. So, so that's, a, that's the attitude that I'm talking about because a lot of women, uh, I think they go into a self-designed coma. You just don't do anything. You don't go anywhere. You don't want to be bothered with everybody. But you get up and start talking about it. Oh, and, and immediately. I mean, everybody knew. Of course, I was going to go through treatments. I started out at Parkland. Okay. I had no, what kind of treatments did they uh, diagnose I, for you? They have they have a whole oncology building, and they were <laughs> awesome. They were awesome. The doctors that I had, and like I said, triple negative is still kind of new. And she asked me, you know, what did I want because I could get reconstruction and all that kind of stuff. And I said, you know what, I'm a get her done person. Just take I'm a what kind of person? Get her done. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, uh, let's go ahead and let's get go her. ahead and do it. And I didn't want reconstruction. 
and I'm not trying to be a martyr, but I know when people see me and I work in a very, very large salon, mm -hmm. they look and they say, oh, yeah, she doesn't have any boobies. That means that's because she had breast cancer. So you had two mastectomies. Well, no, they had did one. They took both at the same time. Okay, took both at the same time. Years ago, they'd only take the side where you had the cancer. Okay. But because, and now they'll take both if you're going to get reconstruction. Um, Why did you want reconstruction? Because I know a lady that had reconstruction of I, both the breasts. I, I've, I've had, we've had a lot of customers that have had reconstruction. And for me, at the age that I am, I've been married, well, it was 40, 48 <laughs> years this, this so you year. So you think, I'm not going to need these things I anymore. I don't need these things anymore. <laughs> and, and let me tell you, it's okay, too. Your attitude is absolutely amazing. I have amazing. a set of fake ones that sit on my, my cabinet if I ever need to wear You have a set of, of, of breasts, boobies, as yes, you call them, that yes. sit on your dresser. So if I need them... <laughs> I went to a breast cancer event last night, and I had to dress up, so I, I wore them. But yeah, because I, they what do they call them now? They call um, them, they have a, a real yeah, nice they have name, a name for them. Yeah, they have a name for them. But you Which, know, I just wanted to. It wasn't that I was trying to be a martyr. You just wanted to be free. But I also am a a woman of the uh, '70s, where we didn't wear bras, and it was very nice. And I thought, you know what? If my husband doesn't care. I don't care. Mm -hmm. If I want to dress up and feel like I need it, I have a set. If I don't, <laughs> I'm a reminder. And I'm not trying to be a martyr, but it, I do remind people. Oh, yeah, she had breast cancer. Yes. I she had a double mastectomy. Yes, double double mastectomy, yes. But that's that triple thing is still tinkling in my head because I don't understand the triple negative. That means all sets of your lymph nodes, the what else? Well, no, and what it's else? not the lymph nodes because lymph they still check us for our lymph nodes. I was very fortunate. They still check you for you. They yes, because you can it, depending on what stage your cancer's in depends on how far along it is, and if it gets to a certain point, it does affect your lymph nodes. Nodes. When mm -hmm. they took my breasts off, they also took three lymph nodes from over here, and okay. that was to check them. They were negative. Okay. And like I said, I caught mine very early. Um, I used to know what size and stuff it was, but they felt huge, but they evidently it was very early. But um, I am now, just now, and it's been the two and a half years, I guess, getting the feeling back in my arm. It's still, I can still feel a tingle. Okay. Because, and I guess it's because of the lymph nodes. But, um, because the lymph nodes come all the way. Oh, How far do they go? Oh, you have them all over your body. But the, is that concentrated area, like right well, in the... they do the ones right by wherever your cancer was. Oh. That's what they normally check right off the bat. And and if it's went too long, then it does go into your lymph nodes, and then it's a whole lot more serious. So the fact that I found them in an early stage yep. at where I did told me that I needed to do something to help others. Well, her name is Joe. Joe, Joe is this candid, enthusiastic, passionate, Very passionate, passionate person. She'll talk to you in the line wherever <laughs> she sees you, whether she knows you or not. And then within about three minutes after you mentioned you were a survivor of breast cancer, I think we all forgot about that barbecue, mm -hmm. and we were listening to you because yeah. you had our attention then. What is your husband? I mean, what was his uh, reaction through all he, this entire he process? He told me because I've heard different women say my husband said if I didn't get you know Im, you know implants, implants. Or, and a lot of women use it to get bigger breasts. You know. Oh yeah. So I will, yeah, we're know, doing implants fine. now. Yeah, and so um, he said it's your body, it's yourself, and not to be rude, but he said I can always pinch your butt. So, 
That's after 48 years of marriage. <laughs> I just love it. And she's given us all of this information that you don't get on television about breast cancer. I just had to have on my show. So call her right away and say, hey, Miss Lady, remember me? I was one of the people standing there listening to you. You have these earrings on. Where, yes. did all, where do you get all of this stuff? And you have Oh, uh, they're you have all on this? over. They're all over. You know what? I've even got pink socks. She's got pink socks on. And i got on. stuff on my shoes. Because oh, you sure do. You have ears. Are those ears? Uh, uh, that's a bra. A pink bra. That's a bra. Can pink you take bra. those shoes off? I mean, just take off one. I just want to show. That's a pink bra. Yes, and I'm a, um, you know, for breast, for breast cancer. cancer. Oh, my gosh. And, you know, um, for the whole month of October, we have a table set up at our salon. Our okay. salon has, like, over 60 stylists. It's a huge salon. Individual. 60 people yes. in a salon. So we have this huge table that we set up. Okay. And just this year, um, one of the owners of our salon passed away with breast cancer her second time around. So this oh. year we honored her. But I put everything that I find and collect from, um, there's a, a, a group that will bring out when you're having your mastectomy, mm -hmm. uh, when you have the drains in, um, a recliner that's electric so that you don't have to pull on anything and it'll help you stand up because you have to lay still. Um, to a special little uh, kind of pillow thing that a lady, and she's been on the news too, that's down in Texas, and they send them everywhere. That's kind of a thing that goes under your arms to okay. help hold the okay. drains and stuff in right. so that you don't roll over. And just all the different places that have helped that I was given that information, I put out on this table to share with other people. You did send me a table. Yes, I did. Ah, I saw the table. Mm -hmm. Do you think the chemicals, let's talk about chemicals a little bit. You think the chemicals, you, you're in a salon have anything to do, is there a connection between the chemicals that we use everywhere mm -hmm. and any of the cancers? What, what do you think about well, that? Well, I think that my mother was a hairdresser, my daughter is a hairdresser, mm -hmm. and you know we all try to be as careful as possible. Yes, we breathe in a lot of crazy fumes and stuff like that. And I have, I don't know for sure about that. That I can't say. As far as the breast cancer, um, like I told you, they did a test on me, and I have what's called BRCA2. BRCA2. Wait a minute. B hold that. I hold it. Hold it. Hold it. I'm getting my page. Okay, spell it for me. B, B R. No, BRCA. B <laughs> B R C A. Yes, B R C A. Breast cancer. Um, that's what it stands for. But B R C A. It is, yes, and there's a BRCA1 and a BRCA2. And a BRCA1 and a BRCA2. I hope you're writing this down because this is information we don't have. I've never even heard of it. I had before not Before you mentioned it at the festival, at the fitness yes. festival. And when I first started over at, at Parkland, they said they wanted me to get this test done. That told me, well, that test tells if it's hereditary or not. Whoa. And mine is hereditary. And in that, in that it's a gene that's been... I don't know what they call that when it's discombobulated. That's my word. And that's a good word. Okay. Well, normally that gene is what protects you from cancer. When it's discombobulated, okay, it can doesn't mean you're gonna get cancer, but you can get cancer. You're more because it's 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 like a you know it's like like I have a grandson that was born with a club foot, and they said that can be hereditary. Mm -hmm. And I had a niece that had it, and then I had an uncle. Okay. That had a, a a hand that was like that, and so you could get it, wow. but you might not get it. <clears throat> what movie star was that that discovered she had Baca one? 
Um, and she had Angelina Jolie, and she had it removed. Right, I did. I have her, she and that's that. the only time. I've, but it wasn't. It wasn't popularized. Nobody popularized. No. Nobody talked about it. Well, it and I didn't even know there was such a thing. And the BRCA gene covers your breast, your ovaries. That's why I was talking to your friend there. Yes, ovaries, um, pancreas, and skin. So I go in every skin? year in skin. And you're more susceptible to getting skin cancer, which, you know, I, I just look at the sun and I burn. <laughs> so, um, like mosquito bites. Um, but with that, um, if you know that you have it, then you get checked. I had already had a hysterectomy before mm -hmm. I ever knew anything about the genes. Mm -hmm. And at that time, taking your ovaries out was option. Optional. Optional? Optional. Because it was it was in my uterus. But I didn't know about the BRCA gene. I just said, hey, take it all. I don't want to have to come back and do it again. Exactly. Which now I'm so glad I did. Well, that's what Angelina Jolie decided. She mm -hmm. says, I just want it. But it was in her family. It was a hereditary yes. thing. Right. And it was probably the BRCA gene. So, BRCA gene. B-R-C-A. BRCA gene. Look it up on your cell phone. Yes. Ask somebody about it. Share the good news. I would love to see a thousand people do what Joe is doing. That's been talking to everybody. And we're having fun with this because she makes it a lot of fun. I mean, the ladies that were there, that were listening to you that day, uh, one of them told, one of them I was talking to, I've known her a long time, and she says, I'm going to do this. BRCA gene 1, BRCA gene 2. Is, you think breast cancer is down or is it still growing? I just watched a show where he said it was, it was up. And now, that, you got to explain that one to me, Joe, because you know we've, been, we've been spending money on research, research, research. So what is, what do you think I is the problem? I think because we have so much more information out there and because we're out there, like myself, talking to people, okay, okay. that more people are going and getting examined. So that's the reason for the yes, increase. Yes, I really feel like that. That's I don't know that for sure. But right now you're educating people because this is... The more people talk about it, yes, you know... Yeah. Women, even coming into the shop, it was like a whisper, you know. A whisper. Uh, you know, oh, I have breast cancer. Of course, part of it's because they're depressed. Mm. You know, where I was standing up and shouting around and wearing every pink T-shirt I can come across, it's because we need to get that information out. Do not be afraid to get yeah. mammograms. But see, that's what's happening, and, and especially in rural areas. But Parkland, I know other places too. I, some of the groups that I that, that have started that I have met, mm -hmm. they go out and they do free mammograms. Yes. So there's yes. no reason to not get one. And they're giving them away free. There's there some group that does them free. I know that Cedar oh, yes. Crest, and I've covered a lot over the years on breast cancer. Mm -hmm. They're starting them now a little earlier, like 17, mm -hmm. 18, when you go to when you start to school. And and really, I think. When you hit puberty, you should start. You should start. I've yeah. already, you know, explained to my granddaughters, you know, you need, how you need to be doing your exams because Perfect. I feel like, I mean, I found mine myself, but I'd been having mammograms, so and they had been clear up until that year. Okay, we've got that one disease that is now a higher. Mm -hmm. Okay, what about um, heart disease? You know what? I don't know anything about heart disease. Um, Any of the conversations you've had connected the two at all? Uh -uh. Or? Uh -uh. No, it's just been uh, with, like I said, learning about the BRCA gene I had never known about BRCA gene. B-R-C-A. That's important. I think that's yes. one of the messages that yes. Joe wants to leave with us. Have you ever been depressed? 
I can't see you. But oh, I just yeah, I get depressed, and you, you know, and I depressed. and I crawl back into myself because I, since I am such a exuberant person, a that's lot of a times, good word. Um, I kind of drive my family crazy. You know, I work with my daughter, and mm-hmm. she's heard my story so much repeatedly that. Um, I'm sure she would rather I not talk about it, but you know, no, it's we got. I'm so happy you're talking to me about it. I'm so happy, but that's and as many people as I can get you in front of because you're so knowledgeable. If that's you go the thing. On Facebook to Joe's challenge. Just Joe J O J O's apostrophe S apostrophe S challenge. I have documented from the very first time I found out. Oh well, and when I was going through, I got blood clots in my legs. I had to be on blood thinners and stick my belly with a needle to. You, you know, did that yourself? Yes, I did, and I never thought I could do that. And, I love your um, spirit. I just love you know, your spirit. And, and all the different things I have made my family crazy because you know they're like, <laughs> "Mom, that's not part of this. Why are you doing?" Acid? I don't know. It just happens, you know. But I, I have to say too. 20 years ago, I was one of the people in the Dallas area that got West Nile encephalitis. So what, 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 West, Nile, West Nile? From the mosquitoes. That's right. And, and it was inside the brain, and it made me all crazy. And so I went around spraying everybody with bug spray for a while. They just had to get over it. <laughs> a lot of people started doing but, that. But, uh, you know, it... So what did you do during the pandemic? What did you work on during the pandemic? Well... Salon is closed. Salon You're is at closed. home, so what did you do? Um... My husband travels a lot with his business, and so this time he asked me to go up with him up north to deliver. He had to deliver mm-hmm. this machine he works on. Okay. And so I went with him on that, and I don't usually go on those things. I um, <laughs> decided to tear apart my house, and I have a very old house, and so I decided to start tearing apart my house and redoing stuff, which my hus- my dad was a carpenter, so of course I think oh, I am. Yeah. And, um, you could work on anything, right? Yes, anything. And so, you know, we had to watch me not do so much. I'm a big scrapbooker. I love to... Scrapbooker? Yes, I, I love to put pictures, not not just our printed pictures in an album, but um, now we take everything digitally and they're out in this outer space someplace. Are they on your website? They're Are they on Joe's? Oh, yeah, the pictures Joe's that I've challenge? had. Yes, because what if my kids don't know my password to get into my iCloud? Unless you have an album, they don't know that. You know, and I have yeah, pictures. What a great idea. I have pictures of my great-grandmother when she got married. And, great-grandmother. Um, okay, that's two generations back. So we're talking 1880, somewhere yeah. along in there. And so I made, a, I made actually a, a calendar where you could take the pages and put into an album of, of my family. And mm-hmm. I started with those pictures because those pictures would be lost if they hadn't been printed. Somebody printed them. Yeah, so, or put them in an album. We we lose pictures. I collect uh, pictures of especially African Americans. Yes, as many as I can find in thrift stores. Oh, how wonderful! And well, I I thought it was wonderful. I found one about two months ago. It had these five black guys on there with white shirts, and at the bottom it says the Dallas Morning News. Oh, they were paper carriers for the Dallas Morning see News. How exciting! That's really, it, it really is exciting. And see, as we as we have this stuff that is preserved in paper or in pictures right. or whatever, right. that's how things progress. That's how pictures get better. That's how society learns more. 
mm-hmm. that's why it's so important with the breast cancer yes. that we get the information out there. If it's on a Facebook page, like I said, I documented everything. I wanted people to know every time I had to go to the hospital, every time I had to go to the doctor, every time whatever went on because that's what happens. And um, and I, you know, it wasn't just a let's take this little piece out. My doctor said I suggest a full mastectomy. I said okay, let's do it. And um, wow. You know, oh. let's let's do it. But you, you've, oh, got, you've got to take you've got to take control of what's going on in your life, and it's so hard. We've got so many things out there with the crazy world we're living in right now. Mm-hmm. And but and look at what you're doing. You're taking care of the whole world because 51 percent of our population is female. Well, and and I know that you're a religious woman, so I'm going to yes. share this with you. I um, thought throughout my whole procedures and all the cancer stuff I was going through that my grandmother was with me. I felt like she was with Mm me. (laughs) And then this last birthday um, in March, that's when I celebrated two years of being free of cancer, Um, I was looking for something, and I found a cassette, and I thought, what in the world? And so I um, found... I borrowed my grandson's cassette player because I didn't have one, and it was my uh, uh, my husband and I when we were in Germany and uh, wow. we first got married. He was in the military, and it was us talking on there. And I thought, how interesting! I you know I found this. Well, then mm-hmm. I started looking around and I found another cassette. And a I thought, cassette. A cassette. You know how old a cassette is. I, I got those things. And <laughs> I don't even I don't even know where this one Angela's came from. Angela's back there smiling like, yeah, he knows. <laughs> cassette is awesome. Ah, but it was my dad. Oh no! My dad died at sixty-two, and I was in my forties. And so this was a cassette of my dad, and he said, "Mom and sister are going to come back and record this because in Germany it took so long to get mail back and forth, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. we couldn't call and talk to anybody. So the mm-hmm. only way to hear somebody's voice was through a cassette that was sent. And it was my dad recording, saying, "I just want to know. I just wanted you to know how much I love you, and we miss you. We can't wait to see that new grandbaby." And all of now, this. Now, which one of your children were the grandbaby? My daughter, my, my oldest. Okay, your oldest daughter. The one in the salon. Yes. Oh, okay. In okay. that moment, I knew. That your grandmother was there. No. It was my dad. My <gasps> I, dad I believe in had been with me that whole time. Mm-hmm. And I felt like finding that cassette with him talking was mm-hmm. his way of his letting, him, letting him know. Because I was there by myself. It was my birthday. My husband was out of town. My kids were all busy. Mm-hmm. And I was just sitting there by myself. And then all of a sudden I hear my dad saying how much he missed me and how much he loved me. And it was his mother that had breast cancer. When he died, we didn't know for sure what he died of. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. he could have had pancreatic cancer. That hits really fast. Pancreatic cancer. Yeah, that, that's pretty. Um, you you my, need to keep yeah, checking. You need to get your husbands, get your loved ones. All yes. these checks, checks, checks are really, really important. But I'm delighted that I have this guest today because I have never met anybody with this much enthusiasm. <laughs> and then she insists that you listen to her. But then she hits this magic Sorry. word. This magic word is, I had breast cancer. And I was trying to go through our conversation, and it was, and then she says, I had a double mastectomy. But you don't call it that. You call it a triple well, no, that the triple negative is what kind That's right, of cancer. That's right, kind of cancer. Okay. A kind of cancer. Okay. Some is estrogen-driven. There's a whole list of different kinds. This one just meant it's negative for three kinds, and um, they didn't really know much about it or what caused it. I have no idea if that's what my grandmother had. Mm, I do know that I have the hereditary gene for cancer, so more than likely she had that kind. Um, it, you still get. What about your children? Have they been tested for any? 
Um, your girls. My daughter went in and, and got a mammogram for her first time at 40-something. Um, but none of my family has been tested for the BRCA gene. BRCA no, gene? No, one, one has. I have a niece that did it. It did, and she does not have it. But nobody else has it because I think it's better to... Ignore you know, it. <laughs> yes, that's... <laughs> that, if they hear this, they're going to be mad at me. But that's truly what it is. I, if you don't know, you don't worry. Well, it doesn't matter if you don't know. You already know that you could that's be. That's there. That's so right. if you know, then you're proactive. We are a sickle cell family. Mm-hmm. We didn't find out until a long time. Uh, we found out when my son had a crisis. And they, this, I'm talking the 60s. Oh, wow. And they didn't know what he had. He had a fever that couldn't be broken. I was living in Dallas. The parents were in the Houston area. So finally, my dad says, uh, who was a mason, he mm-hmm. says, bring the baby home. Because the fever was still there, and he was five years old. Okay. Make a long story short, my mother, who was living at that point, the, the doctor says, there is, uh, I need to go through the family tree. Well, you know, they had big families then, so she was, there were 10 of them and 14 of my dad, 12 of my dad. So we had family members that didn't want to go through this. They still don't know what this is now. We're still at a doctor's office. The baby is in the hospital. The fever is still there, and they've got to have an answer because the fever has been going on too long. Finally, my mother remembered that bit mama, my grandmother, had children that died mysteriously as teenagers. And these kids were born, I'm talking, oh, my gosh, my, mother's born, my mother was born in 1914, so we're talking about... You know, that era. Mm-hmm. But it was something that one of the older children remembered. So we had all of our children tested. They, we don't have anyone with the, the anemia, but we got a bunch of about four or five with the carrier trait. And the carrier trait can go up or down, high or low. My mm-hmm. son had the high one. So families don't want to get involved when they say there's a... Um, there's a gene that you need to be tested. But according to my guest today, and according to what doctors want to know, because they, we had to go through the whole family tree mm-hmm. on both sides. Mm-hmm. And then finally, somebody t- it triggered the mind of uh, one of the older children. Mm-hmm. Same thing with, uh, there are genes out there that we need to know so you can take care of the future generations. Yes, and you it's, agree with it's that? amazing. It's so amazing because sometimes they say, oh, this skips a generation or whatever. Right, they sh- that's and, that. And, but you know what? It, it, I don't know what my dad died of. He could have he died of pancreatic cancer mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, uh, because that hits you so quickly if you haven't, and he wasn't a person that went to the doctor. Now, when you say it hits you so quickly. Pancreatic cancer. When it, sometimes if you're not getting tested, mm-hmm. I've known several people where they found out they had pancreatic cancer and died within six months. Okay, okay. So, so rapid, rapid running. Rapid. So disease. the idea is to find out early, and then they can do something about it. That's why I'm tested now every year, because I am. I could. <laughs> I can imagine your doctor's happy to see you. And well, you most know, doctors are not happy to see you. <laughs> you just, but just like I said, when you ignore it, yeah. it doesn't yeah. go away. It's still here in your brain. Oh, mom had breast cancer. Oh, mom has BRCA gene. So you can say, if I don't get tested, then I don't worry about it. But that's not true. Do you have any idea how many people you are affecting? At Fishbowl, they've got thousands and thousands of people. 
and then you are gone to all of these festivals. You're running your own. Well, I'm just learning. I'm just learning. Yeah, but that's look at um, your willingness to share is we don't share enough. No, we. Well, now if you talk to my daughter, she might say I share a little too much (laughs) because you know I am in a salon. (laughs) But you have sixty operators. Well, we're all in individual rooms, so you know that's what makes it so. Oh, I need to come see that. You have sixty. Operators and in, individual. Well, there's more. There's like 65, I think, and some have two people in the same room. And it's been there. It, they were the first to start this type of a salon, the couple that started, and um, and so they built individual. Now they have them all over the place, but they built individual rooms so stylists could be their own um, business consultant, person yeah, and whatever. Yeah, yeah. And so, and then I got to know the owner, one of the the owner's wife. Well, she's owner too. And she had breast cancer several years ago, well, many years ago. And then right before I found out about mine, hers had come back. And, you know, I did her hair, you know, when we went through the different. The second time around, she was taking something different, some kind of a liquid chemo or whatever. So all of her hair did not fall out. And uh, But she was there for me when I needed to ask questions or just needed a hug. And mm-hmm. she said, and, you know, it'll be okay. You know, but there again, I had a party when it was, my hair started to come out. I called up all the girls and I said, "Let's get to the shop." And we made a video about my hair falling out. And I can I sang, see you doing that. I have a T-shirt that says, "I am woman," and my niece put the whole thing to music. It's on my little Joe's challenge. And um, you know, we shaved my head and painted what little bit was on top pink. And you uh, just enjoy. Well, you just you have, to, you, you, enjoy. have to take control. you have to take control. With everything, you have to take control. You it, had a party. She had a party. Let's make sure I got this straight. <laughs> she had a party when her hair started coming out. Nobody does that. Well, you know, I don't know about anybody else. I've offered for anybody that <laughs> has that's going through chemo. I said, you know, do, you need to take control. If mm-hmm. you let the cancer let your hair fall out, which it's going to, then you're going to wake up and brush that. That would be horrible to me. Oh, that is so horrible. So if yeah. I take control and say, we're going to shave this stuff off, uh, my, yeah. my, I wish I had seen this before. <laughs> Somebody had on their bald head put eyeballs in the back. I would have loved to have done that so I could have told my kids, look, I always told you I had eyeballs in the back of my head. <laughs> and uh, I took a picture with my son who, who shaves his head on a regular basis. Okay. And uh, so we had a picture of a mother-son bald-headed picture and... <laughs> Then my, I think and you brought your children into this. Yes. You brought your grandchildren. You have, yes. How many grandchildren? I have 11. You have 11 grandchildren. Mm-hmm. Oh, what an example that is well, for you, them. You've got to, and like I said, this is not just for women. It's men, too. You know, men Have you that, talked to any man that has breast cancer? I, have, I myself have not, but I, that was included whenever I was doing my table. We had a woman that I guess found out I was making this and she sent me some things that said men get breast cancer too. Yes. And yes. so at the event that I was at last night there were some men up there that had had breast cancer. And um, you men know men have breast cancer too. Mhm. Her name is Joe. What is that woman's name Esther? I can hear it right now. What was that woman's name <laughs> that you were talking to? Joe Kirkbridge. What Kirk is Kirk Bride? Bride. B R I D E like a bride and groom. B R I D E. It's Captain uh, Kirk and Bride and Groom. <laughs> what, not, what name is that? Is that German? What is that? I think it's Irish, but it was actually an adopted name my father in law got. An adopted name? Yes. His, his original name was like Zavaha Ricky, started with the Z. He was from the Philippines with Spanish descent. And um, mm. when he came over to the United States, he kind of stole away on a, 
a shift back then. Oh, yes, and I do, I love to do genealogy and find out all the, you know, hidden things behind our family. <laughs> so, Well, if you ever do your genealogy, you, you find out what part of everything you are. Yes. Uh, I think on, my grandfather was a Louisiana Frenchman, and that was part Spanish and part this and part that. I think everybody's part Yeah, Spanish. I think. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> uh, I, I, I mean, that's because those, they came over on those ships. Yes. Yes. And he sort of looked apart. But everything that Joe has said today can just revolutionize your world. But if it's breast cancer, that's just one of the diseases we have that are multiplying. But she has enjoyed, almost I can safely say she's enjoyed the journey, journey and God brought her through the journey. Yes. So now she is doing this freelancing, um, let's call it preaching, Yes. about breast cancer. Yes. I, I, it's my husband said I can't go around telling everybody to fill themselves, but you know, fill, fill your breasts, <laughs> fill your breasts. Yes, you can. You Women know. need to fill their breasts. Listen, men okay. too. Yes, men too. Joe Kirkbride, B R I D E. Go to our Facebook page. It's called F- Joe's Challenge. Challenge. Um, when do you go back to the doctor? Um, actually, in a couple of weeks, I go back. The, November and December is when I start kind of doing the yearly the yearly things, okay. and so they'll November, they'll do okay. um, they'll do a bone scan and you know to see if the cancer spread any place, and um, then we'll we'll do one um, they'll do a pancreatic look, they'll do you know just different things going. They'll check my skin over and see if there's any spots that look you know. Is and that a routine for everybody that has breast cancer has come as far as you Well, it, it, for me, for the BRCA gene is why they do, do all of That's that. That's right. Okay. For, that, for all that. They, may, they probably don't do that with just breast cancer. But when you find out, you know, just like she said, she had had um, ovarian cancer, that's when you need to check to see because that's one of them in the four that's listed. You know, breast, ovarian, um, skin, and pancreas. And there's, well, there's little off things with that too but that's the four type four main type that go under that BRCA gene. I want you to come back and then next year we'll get on your schedule early so I can see where you're going because I know <laughs> you you live in Irving and you were way out in Cedar Hill yes at this uh, 5k walk and you walked the five miles I did ha huh? I, I you know well 5k is 3.1 miles because I had to tell myself it's only 3.1 miles but then once I hit the 5K, I said 5K because that sounded like I accomplished something. <laughs> I love it when my I... My whole group oh. did, and, and several of us did not think I, all everybody would make it, but we did. We, we held on to each other, we helped each other, and we all made it. How many people were at that race, do you think? I don't know how many at the race. Uh, there was quite a few. Uh, different groups, kind of like Susan Komen does their yes. thing. Yeah. Different yeah. groups have different functions, and mm. Um, mm. they... They will have people there from other groups that will maybe selling things to help. Like we have T-shirts that we sold, these mm-hmm. like this. And um, so last night there was tables. You could go around and buy something, but then they had this fashion show is what it was. Oh, wow. And um, uh, the lady that had had breast cancer, that's why she does this one. The walk that we did, that was somebody, another group that started that. So they had this event to raise money so yeah. they could buy the materials to go out and help people. Um, there's one that has a, a, a bus, a and bus. they go out and do free mammograms for anybody that wants. They're yes. not related to whatever, but they deck their bus out where they can do that. So, It's Joe Kirkbride, B-R-I-D-E. 
I got it right. Yes, ma'am. And then we want you to come back, but she wants you to get your mammogram. And the BRCA gene is the one that we're concentrating on. I'm going to give you the last word, then I'm going to take a break. I'm going to come back and talk about the play that we talked about last week, uh, Joseph. The Life of Joseph, which is a religious play. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. going to be in Garland. Oh, wow. I'm just amazed at how phenomenal women are. What's, what's your number one message? Don't be afraid. Ah, that's a good Don't one. Don't be afraid. I pray every day. I have a book I read uh, something out of, whatever that says. I pray about that, that for that day. Mm -hmm. But I pray, and when I was going through all this, because we do have such a large area and lots of people in Irving that knew me because, you know. Mm -hmm. You've been hard. there. You've been married for 48 years, Yes, right? and I had lots of churches praying for me, a lot oh, of wow. people. So prayer is Prayer works. Awesome. Keep your attitude. We love it. We love it. And she is going to come back. Go to Facebook, Joe's Challenge, C-H-A-L-L-E-N-G-E. -E. Don't go away. I'm going to take a little bit of a break. I want to come back and give you an update on the play. Thank you, darling. Thank I just you. think you're thank wonderful. You. I put a smell on you. to you 
I don't know how many minutes I got, but I'm going to take about three minutes, Angelo, to remind you of the play that we talked about last two weeks ago. Part of the crew came in. That's coming up. That's November 10th. And I'm going to give you, I'm going to put it up on Facebook screen again because that's a big issue. Let's go see the story of Joseph. Written by a playwright. This is her second play. She does the books of the Bible. And she, puts, she studies, she studies like crazy. And then she puts it into a play form, and then she presents it to the public. This is in Garland, Texas. I did get a question about, where can I go see it? Can they do it in Irving? Can they do it in Watsahatchee? I don't know, but there is a website. So I'm going to ask the fishbowl to put it back up again for you, going into this week. And you know what? I am going to have to go. My time is, is up, thanks to Joe. Kirkbridge, Kirkbride, for coming all the way from Irving, Texas. That's not very far, is it? Nah, not at all. And you know what? You know what? You really are the greatest, greatest audience in the world. We'll talk to you next time. They say that I'm a witch and that I weave a spell. Where I use my eyes to invite you, my lips to delight you, and all the charms of the feminine wise to excite you. They say that I'm a witch and that I weave a spell. Well, I'll be a son of a and a wonder. Well, let me tell you, brother, I'd rather be burned as a witch than never be burned at all. I use my songs to entice you, with verses advise you, and all of my of tricks to shoes and rise you They say that I'm a witch And that I weave a spell Well, I'll be a son of a And a wonder Well, let me tell you, brother I'd rather be burned as a witch Than never be burned at all If you want a gal Who would be your pal Who would never look at another Who would be good and true And take care of you Sorry, you want another Use my charms to undo you My arms to unglue you Well, I'll be a son of a and a wonder Well, let me tell you, brother I'd rather be burned as a witch Than never be burned at all If you wanna love, who's a turtle dove Who'll bring your life little joys Who is sweet and shy with a gentle eye I'll take the men and the boys Use my eyes to invite you My lips to delight you And you never can tell when I use my teeth to bite you